Yeah, so, hey everybody, I had to face the music real quick and admit that I need to say sorry for a couple reasons. Um, For starters, sorry for the delay on this episode. I did intend to post it immediately, like the week after... um, Well, honestly, the week after the first Letters episode, way back in the spring. But most recently, after, like, my little BTS snippets, um, because if you've been following me on social media at this point in time, you know, like, I've been posting more, or been trying to, to let you know that I'm back, the show is back, I'm trying. Um, And, eh. You know, I was editing this, this is like, this was supposed to be the last Letters episode that I was going to do. Um, and it was about criticism and I just, I hated it. Like I wrote it, I recorded it, I was editing it and I hated it. And it was just, ew. you know, like it just, yeah, it was awful. Like sometimes, and I guess if you're a painter or if you've seen painters in action do this, like you get started on something and like halfway through you're like, oh is this exact? No, this isn't where I intended to go. Like, oh, but we'll just keep going. And, you know, sometimes you end up with, like, something you love, which would be, like, my Matilda episode. But in this case, it was just garbage, and I just had to admit it. I'm like, I'm not going to post this for the sake of posting it, because it's, like, that's just, like, no, I don't do that. Um, Like, I know I'm off my algorithm something fierce, but whatever. I'd rather, like, look back on this body of work and be thoroughly happy with what I produced as opposed to settling for anything, compromising for anything. Um, So yeah, I'm sorry. I did mean to like get everybody back into the rhythm of this and in no way is this like a cop out like filler piece. Instead, you know, when it comes to criticism, I just needed to point out that I go through like the whole point of the episode is what I was going to talk about. It's like I go through um, like my reviews and the very first review I ever got was like this middle-aged white woman on Facebook just livid that this was a concept <laughs> that my show was a concept that it was using children's books as a means to talk about critical race theory she was just like what are you doing with this liberal agenda like it's on my Facebook page I never got rid of it because I'll never get rid of criticism because like I was I was like trained in marketing like I, I did PR for like a good two and a half years and you know you don't just get rid of bad things people say about your stuff that's an opportunity for you to either confront or like admit it or just let it sit and just let everybody know that this happened right um it takes a level of maturity to do that and just like confidence in your product that you know you'll survive whatever criticism you get good or bad right um and then after that like of course i've seen the itunes reviews uh, thank you so much, everybody who's taken out the time to do that. Everybody who likes or shares things on like Instagram or on Facebook. Like, thank you. That really does mean a lot. The phone calls, the texts, I do in fact need that as like a guiding star sometimes. Um, and then also then there's the healthy criticism that isn't that, right? You know, I go through a lot of that and all the time. Um, Not so much recently because I haven't been posting or, like, seeking it out as much. But, you know, towards the middle of me and my groove when it came to this show, I guess 
uh, probably in between the Miss Nelson is Missing episode and the Secret Garden episode, I was, like, looking for people to, like, review, like, the audio drama portion of my show, you know, my skit crew and how I've been using them so that I can get better because this show is a weird weird little chimera of audio dramas and what you're used to listening to, which is like a podcast chat cast kind of deal. Um, and I was like, okay, uh, I know it's tough to like combine the two elements together, but I'm still going to try it. You know, and I've talked about that at length in other little notes like these, but you know, I, I do go out online to like post links to my show and ask people to review it. So I found a discord uh, and, you know, that's a, that's one of many things people talk on, if you're not familiar, um, where it was just for, like, audio drama creators and writers and engineers and stuff. So I posted a link to, like, where the hurt people are. And I was very proud of what I did. You know, it was first time out. So I understand, like, putting on the alligator skin and bracing myself for criticism. What I got, though, was totally unexpected, which was, like, they didn't review it at all. Instead, the group instead, like, I don't want to say targeted, because that makes them sound like a villain, and they're not. Um, But, like, a specific person who, like, identified as disabled, you know, got distracted by my show's title and saw another one and clicked and listened on that episode first and that one happened to be try again david my episode about uh using aba techniques to help with uh racial biases so yeah that was what they decided to listen to first and it like created an uproar on the little channel that I was on in Discord because of ABA therapy being a very controversial subject subject in behavioral health and mental health in general in the fields. It's often looked down poorly upon. I did not give that as an introduction at the time of me posting that episode, just because it would have been in its own episode. In fact, it was one of my earlier drafts. Like, oh, well, let's talk about the criticism of ABA. You know, even some follow-up, because uh, the company I worked for wanted to talk more about it. And, you know, we just never could align uh, our schedules to make that happen. And then, like, with the world opening and closing, it was like, oh, okay, not sure what, what, or when we can get to this, but all that to say, yeah, so it's a hot topic. And so, you know, they're talking about it and uh, talking about how triggering it could be and how I did not prepare the audience for that. And in addition to that, did not prepare the audience with transcripts and what was the other thing? Um, That because of these things, the jokes that I had in the show just sounded mean And it was a very interesting, like, takeaway from that because, you know, I'm seeing the follow-up comments being like, oh, yeah, ABA, I've heard of that. Like, that is terrible. Oh, wow. And with a show like this in the title. And then kind of like the the coup d'etat. Not the coup d'etat. The the coup de grace. Yes, the coup de grace. Grace. For a show with allyship in the title, it sure isn't acting like one. You're sure doing not a good job of it by not like preparing your material for people like me who are like disabled and want to access your content and they can't. And then kind of throwing it in in the faces of people who would be triggered by this as a subject. Um, 
as far as mental health is concerned, like many autistics would be offended by your show and all these other things. And, you know, so then that just became the rest of the posts and me just like apologizing um, for not covering all my bases. I honestly thought I did. And so this is, this, this episode was going to be a response to that and like hopefully a constructive conversation. And then I realized it was just colored up into too many things, uh, you know, with pizzazz and stuff on top. And it just needed to be this raw conversation. And now I feel like I'm, what's the word? Nah, I guess mature enough. I do feel like I'm mature enough and, and confident and stable enough in myself as a host on this show, as a showrunner, to talk about this and not at 50 minutes, which was like my initial venting session, which is another like scrapped thing was like me just responding to criticism like that because it was hurtful because I do, I do put a lot in there, but I understand it's even more hurtful for somebody who looked at this show as like a safe haven and then found that they maybe didn't belong. And that's totally not what I was going for. So then that's a whole another layer of failure that I'm like processing and I just wanted to address that and for starters I apologize anyone who's tried to find the transcripts of the show because I have them they do exist I just didn't check to make sure that they were working properly and that's on me I use Buzzsprout and so like they have a wonderful little like addition for every episode to just add a transcript so like it's there it's always there. There's not one episode for this show that does not have a transcript. It's one of the extra steps I do to make sure that my stuff is accessible. So there's that. Um, then, as far as the ABA thing, I am sorry that I did not prep the audience as well for how triggered they might be. I do have a disclaimer in that episode. Um, and I guess I should have just... Like, I, I should have done it, like, just as a cold open, like, hey, this this includes, like, ABA, which can be triggering to autistics and other mentally different people, and, you know, but don't worry, like, we're not trying to advocate for one side or the other, we're talking about its techniques and how we can use it on neurotypical people, or just anyone in general, to deal with, like, implicit biases, right? Um that's how I should have opened that. Instead, it's in there, but it's like after like my kind of intro bit because I was trying to like make that a theme. So uh, in that sense, I sacrificed, I, I think, the, the safety of my show for, for the show of my show. Oh, man. Disney keys coming back to me. Ooh, won't even go into that. But anywho... Um, so I do apologize for that. I promise going forward, if there's something that I think is clearly triggering, um, then I will do my best to just cold open, kind of just like this, and and just let you know that ahead of time so that you don't go into that show with that in mind, because it totally ruined it for them. So like they're not going to listen to the rest of the episode because they think I'm just like making fun of anyone disabled or like mentally different like throughout it all, and then I'm advocating you know, for that. But then also, you know, um, that I, I'm not being sincere about my approach and, you know, and that's valid. And that happened within what? That, uh, like, you get to that, like, my little disclaimer about it in, like, two minutes. That happened within a span of, like, a minute. That just lets you know, like, what one minute, how, like, every second on these, like, shows matter. And so I hope that you get that I care about it as much as I do 
by the fact that like I'm spending an entire episode on this, you know, and again, stripped down, no mic, no everything, much like my BTS episodes, except this one is one proper because I just needed you to know, like the very human person behind this thing very much takes in all of that criticism and feedback into consideration um, to live up to the very high bar I knew I was setting for myself and my work from the very beginning. So apologies for that. I do not apologize for the work that I did as an ABA interventionist. I don't because I listened to that criticism and thought about what I learned as I was doing that job. That's whenever I first found out, not even from the internet, just from other peers that I saw at schools, other friends that I had in my life about like what this job title means and how awful it, like how it has been used for such like atrocities against autistics, especially kids, for generations since it was like created. Um, so, you know, the, and it sucks because once you learn that it's like, oh, well, not me, hashtag not all, right? And I think I'm a very good judge of characters, so I feel good in saying that my company wasn't like that, you know? And that's why I put in, and I should have just said that in the very beginning, that as my cold open, that ABA is like medicine. And just like medicine, you can have an adverse or allergic reaction to it. And if that's the case, then you need to have a conversation about, is this working? Is this healthy? Do we like this? Because it's so much more difficult when you're dealing with like, um, the autistic community, because at the very at the very cornerstone of it all is is a lack of communication, a barrier for it, and so the kids aren't capable of advocating for themselves like you and I could, even as like little kids, like oh this makes me feel bad or this does this, like they can't. They just kind of grow up with that, and then they get old enough to get the language, get the experience, and then get the platform to talk about how awful it was for them their entire childhood. I and everyone I associated with at work. You know, as far as we could all tell, like we were golden. And if we ever spotted like a disconnect between us and our clients, us and our kids, then a supervisor called it out. We called it out. We were like, hey, maybe you guys should switch because it's not working. And, you know, like that's whenever you get to the to like the atro like the atro uh, the atrocities that happen is because they do it for money and not because of the purpose, because like. You know, the pay isn't the best, but it pays. And so, like, people will just put up with, like, not being a perfect fit with their kid, delivering this medicine, this behavior medicine, because it just pays their bills. And so they'll be miserable. Their kids will be miserable. And that's where you get stories like the disabled person on that Discord was referencing, right? That did not happen with me. That did not happen with my kids. And I made sure by checking with my kids, you know, I like made sure of that. Like if they did not want me around, I told those families, hey, they don't want me around. I am not about to traumatize this child going any further. And then that differed with, okay, we have a lesson and we can't get out of working, you know, and there are ways to do that without traumatizing a child. It's just, okay, well, we're not going to get done with a lot of work today. We'll just try again later. That's why the episode was called Try Again, David. If that's the word we use. It's like, instead of no or canceled or whatever, it's like, okay, well, you're not in the mood for this right now. We'll just try again later. Um, so yeah, I apologize that all of that was not there at the very beginning and that it's taken for the better part of a year to get to that. But I didn't, I'm glad I took my time because I didn't want to ramble and I didn't want to vent and I didn't want to 
I don't know, place blame or like deflect any any criticism that was actually healthy for me and my growth like away. So yeah, that's why this episode sounds like this. Um, and the initial title, like everyone's an inner critic was going to be the initial title because it was about my criticism about the show and how I'm doing it. Because another big piece of feedback that I got was that I was making it easy for white people. Like I was doing exactly like the opposite of what people of color, black people especially should be doing, which is teaching white people about race. Like, there's scores of articles about why this show honestly shouldn't exist online. And, and it's valid. Like it really is. It really is valid because it's emotional labor. It's all the things that I've hinted out, you know, in previous episodes. And for this, you know, um, for that, for that piece of feedback to just kind of hear from, cause there was like a podcasting peer who I had, who I had like asked, you know, to like guest and our schedules didn't line up. So it didn't work out. Um, but like, they kind of really, they were like, oh yeah, yeah. Your show's this. Okay. Mm, Cause they're of color too. And they were talking, you know, they're black too, not of color. They're black like me. And they were like talking about, oh yeah, no, we have a whole episode about why you shouldn't like you should listen to the, you know? So like I listened to it. It's like, you know, um, there's a trend online going throughout the community of like, I guess more uh, literature based, more like literary theory based uh, critiques, critics of what's happening right now in the world, you know, and black as well, like just the black online community, a literary theorist who are like, allyship is dead. Like, that word is dead. It's dead. Because it is a fad, it is a trend, and it's that meme of, like, I need help, and there's a hand, like, raising from the water, and an ally just goes to give you a high five. Good job. Instead of, like, actually pulling you up, right? Like, so many of the social media accounts I follow say the same thing. And honestly... My, the name of my show and every other show that has allyship in the title is also kind of doomed like to this to this same trend where like like all those like all those shows have stopped like even the one that was like saying like my show with allyship in the title is it's done you know a lot of things got birthed in 2020 and a lot of stuff did not make it and my show is like one of the only ones that did and I'm proud of me for continuing that. But it's because from the very beginning, I saw it more than just, oh, let me teach white people about critical race theory. Instead, let me teach them the why. Let me just teach other people the why behind bettering yourself and what that looks like because of your race. And that it's a construct and you need to learn about that construct so that you can deconstruct it. Right. Like my whole thing has been like, okay, yeah, you know, you can't just tell them to go do the work. You can't just tell them to go pick up a book, you know, but okay. And again, my kids taught me this working as like an interventionist. What the fuck good does it do if I say you need to just get better at tying your shoe and then I don't take the time out to show you the steps to tie your shoe? Like, yes, I can show you videos. Yes, I can show you illustrations. Yes, you could probably read them. But sometimes it really does take somebody taking your hand 
you know, putting it under theirs and then going through the motions to get it right. Right? Like, that's where I came from in my approach to the show was that some, like, sometimes people just need that help, you know, and I don't mind helping people. I won't do the work for you, but I'll help you because, like, shit, you know, there's a whole, there's a whole, like, y'all, there's a whole philosophy that is the exact opposite of anything I do here, which is called Afro-pessimism, which is that actually white people are a lost cause. Give up on them. They serve, like, their own purposes. Focus on you. Focus on just what makes black people incredible. And then just let them do what they want to us. Um, and we'll just fight and survive however we can. And that that is valid. It's also something I can't live by. And not because I'm more holier than thou, but just because... I, in my heart, with everything I believe in, my actual beliefs, right, can't abandon people to that because, I don't know, it just, it's just so sad. And they're like, yeah, no, it's a pretty nihilistic view. And they're upfront about it. (laughs) They're like, it's pretty, yeah, yeah, it's pretty depressing. Um, But the alternative is that we just continue giving this energy into people who do not deserve it and wear our own selves out where we instead need to be reinforcing our own cultures, you know, essentially like getting the sandbags, boarding the windows and prepping ourselves for the whiteness hurricane that will always be our lives. And I'm just like, I just, I, wow. You know, in that case, I do need some hope, which is a privilege which is why I had that whole episode about hope, that other letters episode, um, about the dangers and necessity of it. Because otherwise, without it, you just turn into this monster. I don't want to say monster, but to me, I think it's a monster. You just turn cold. You just turn lifeless. And I just can't, I can't do that. I physically cannot give up. Um, so yeah, and again, that's not a holier, righteous than thou, righteous sister. And now, soapboxy moment, that's just, that's honestly where I'm coming from with this, not just this episode, but like the whole body of work that I'm trying to create. And as going forward, I'll do my very best to make sure that that body of work is is as accessible as I can make it to anyone who is looking for a safe haven online, um, whether now or the future. And yeah, so I'm going to stop. This is all I needed to say. Okay. Yeah, so I'm going to wrap this up now and let you know that new episodes are on their way. Um, I guess I'm still kind of following my, my shtick for this show, which is turned into not one episode sounding the same as the other. <laughs> so... Yay me for sticking to branding without even knowing about it or even or going into it with that intent. And yeah, I hope you stick around just a little while longer. Uh, in case you didn't know, in case you haven't listened to me on other shows that I will be highlighting soon as well that I've been on or other letters episodes that kind of have tapped into this idea as well. This show is finite. It's not infinite. It's not going to go on forever. It's going to stop. I'm going to stop it um, just because the the rest of me 
doing this work of like educating people or like teaching people like about the human race and all the constructs we use to like make sense of it or get what we want out of it or what we need to deconstruct. Like I'm going to do that with art, like going forwards. I'm going to do that with like more bodies of work, like shows, you know, and, and let this show sit. It's kind of like my big ass artistic soapbox on like what I believe in, which is, also, why I'm happy I'm recording this episode in this way is because I haven't done that yet. Just in this, like I've like I've got the letters there. That's what their point was. The letters episode, like where it's like a, a detour from me talking about books or using a books as the dive in for the conversation, the entry point for the conversation, and instead, just like, hey, look, let's just let's just talk me and you, like person to phone. <laughs> person to waves of media out there so yeah um and thank you everybody who takes even 30 seconds to listen to my show and then give me any feedback you find for it because all of it as you can see is necessary and essential the the stupid the funny the good and like not bad but the necessary right so i will leave you with that I don't have any cute way of like exiting this conversation and I will see you all next time with um, what I hope is a wonderful treat to the ears. Um, not saying this isn't a treat, but I mean, it was, you know, it's kind of like medicine, you know, for your ears, hopefully. Yeah, so I'll figure it out. I'll figure out a better dismount from, you know, this later. Oh, wow. You can tell I didn't write any of this. <laughs> okay. So thank you so much. Thank you for listening. Goodbye.